0: You know i love this too free jazz or jazz in general but yeah. you can't always have what you want wilson oh hey everybody welcome to the key in the light podcast we're recording here on friday april 5th friday. we are just yay, yay, days yay, away from yay, cubs yay, opening yay, day yay, at the home couple of couple i thought it was today my mind's all messed up Cubby
1: blue my mind Fly is them
0: but yeah we're all good with that um, welcome to another uh, episode. Today, we just have Wilson and myself. Um, just us, guys. I think I've never actually introduced myself on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Jake Hookie. Um, it's spelled like uh, Hucky, but it's uh, pronounced hookie like cookie, or if you're playing hookie, that was a great joke. Since my dad was a high school principal, the irony of it all, I get it, I get it. But no no, one, no one jokes, knows my backstory. Jokes. Yeah, dad jokes, bad jokes. No, no dad <laughs> jokes, bad jokes. Wilson's a dad. I'm, not a, I'm no dad. I'm a dad. I know, I'm not a geek off the street. So, um, yeah, but basically, uh, we are here on Friday. Once again, Beguile has not figured out that we are recording a podcast live from their brewery just upstairs of it, <laughs> so we're going to keep that hush-hush if you all could. That'd be great. It's kind of
1: quiet up here today. It's
0: very quiet I up here. I guess it's
1: usually we have a lot of banter with our guests. Yeah, we definitely. we have a couple pops or sips beforehand.
0: Yeah, like I said, today is just a host um, podcast. It's just and, us. Yeah, and we just kind of want to take some time to kind of recap what uh, the busy... Hectic last couple of weeks of our lives. Um, a lot of still, whiskey weeks. Yeah, still, still, still busy. Still busy. Always busy for always Wilson. busy. Which he is. Uh, well,
1: you ma- too, Jake. I mean, with your freelance as well. So. Well,
0: you're the man of the streets. So, yeah. Um, oh shit. I'm just some guy who hangs out with the camera <laughs> and awkwardly takes photos of people. But uh, we are drinking a nice bottle today. Kind of a special bottle, I believe Wilson brought in.
1: Yeah, a little special bottle. Mm-hmm. I was gonna actually bring in um, off-premise. Uh, their Elijah Craig. Barrel pick, um, but we had such a great week this week mm-hmm. that I said, "Hey, let's celebrate." So I went with a what I would consider a deep pocketer for myself. Being, uh, we went we are going with a Woodford Reserve double oaked bourbon. Nice. Um, so. Yeah. I, haven't, I
0: haven't even noticed it yet. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, it's
1: right there, man. Look at it. It's Would just so dark and deep. It's nice. Talk about um, it. Yeah, so I actually oh. had this. What's, pro- it? What's it? Oh, 40. It's only 45? Yeah, it's only 45. Wow. I know. I know. It's, um, it's a lot of oak. It was the Bourbon Fest over at Untitled last fall. And I was talking with a Woodford Reserve rep, just catching up with um, her. And uh, she was talking about, oh, you know, you got to try this double oaked. It's phenomenal. So you know, she gave me a sip, and the nose by itself was like a melted Milky Way candy bar, and when it hit my palate, I was sold.
0: I, I mean, honestly, on this nose, I get a lot of like dark cherry chocolate taste to it as well, or smell to it as well. Yeah, sure. as well. Wow. that
1: midnight Milky Way bar. Oh, um, I've never had one. Yeah,
0: it's dope. I don't eat candy bars. Oh, that's really <laughs> fucking good. I do. Reese's. Only yogurt. Reese's.
1: Such a fucking tree yogurt. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so it's special because uh, both Jake and I have accomplished um, very much this week, um, especially with the the busy couple of past weeks that we have both had. You know, mm. this past week was just very productive. Yeah, when we've achieved a lot of goals, um, just. On our on ourselves, and then with the podcast, and then with friends, we have got to catch up with and things that we're. It's just a lot. It's it's achieving in a sense that we've got a lot of great people lined up to come and visit with us within yeah. the next month, um, and that we've got a lot of great events that we'll either both be attending at the same time, me on one side, Jake on the other, yep. um, or side by side, depending on which which one it is, and if I can have, you know use Jake's lending hand and, and you know. And serving the great people of Chicago, you know, during fests, um, so be it. But, yeah, this Woodford. Yeah. There's well, a give me the notes on your palate. Delicious, pal
0: delicious vanilla taste to it. Like, super vanilla. Kind of creamy as well. A little bit of, like, a buttery caramel taste to it. But oh, uh, but the nose is so strong with the oak, but the taste does not have yeah. that whatsoever. It's <laughs> a little bit of lending the back of it, kind of the mouthfeel towards the end. Yeah. But, man, it is super smooth. Like, yeah, uh, smooth. I, I mean, if you, when I first nosed it and didn't see the ABV on it, I thought it was going to be like somewhere around like 52, 55. Yeah. <laughs> and then tasting des- it, out. if I wouldn't have even smelled it and just tasted it, I would have guessed it was probably around 40. But 45, no, it's super smooth. It's super that.
1: smooth, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. The nose on it is deceiving to what the palate is. Um, and it's just a beautiful color, too. Mm-hmm. The color's gorgeous. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the oak, um, it runs about, depending on where you purchase your, your spirits, it could be... J- Jake is choking right now. I'm on the wrong side. Yep. And then um, it's... Uh, in the market, it could be, go for anywhere between 55 to $60. I was able to piggyback um, a friend's uh, Costco card nice and um, went about walking about Costco and then found it on their shelves for forty eight ninety nine. there you go so I was like okay so that is technically my first Costco purchase <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so glad it took you this long in life yeah You're yeah right. you
1: know I I mean I've just I've been in there but it, it was never to Sales. the extent yeah it was never to the extent of a consumer so you know, you walk around that place, as many of you may have or may not been able, to, you know, to go into. I bought a some
0: socks there one time. Did you
1: really? Yeah. I saw socks, but I'm not down with.
0: like... I bought some Adidas socks there. It's like a yeah, pack of like plumas. twelve, and yeah. it was they're great. Like it was like six dollars. Are They cushy, like cushy. Socks? Mm, they weren't cushy, but they're definitely they were gym socks. So.
1: Gym socks. Yeah. What are the differences between gym socks and cushy socks?
0: yeah. well. Cushy socks could be also gym socks, but really? they were just kind of low-cut, ankle-cut socks. Yeah, ankle-cut, yeah, yeah. like the no-shows? Yeah, so yeah. no-shows, yeah. They were awesome. I remember I walked in there with my uncle many years ago and was like, what? What is this Costco yeah. place?
1: what is this grand place? We sell um, a lot of whiskey there, though. And a lot of, a lot of samples. Well, that's good. Costco
0: is known for that. but um, No
1: samples in, on the liquor side, though. I'm talking more like food. And,
0: so we now and, and, you know where Wilson is going to go for his meals for and to sell whiskey in the future. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I don't... You know, it's funny. Um, We both work for, you know, Kowal, back in the day, as you guys all may know, may not know. Um, and Costco did very high volume um, mm-hmm. with Koval So it's amazing. I... I you know, not necessarily with just that on their shelf, but just in the whole Costco thing. It's like, man, you know, how do they make money? <laughs> because their margins have got to be crap, you know, considering how much they offer. But then I was told by a gentleman that works there; he's been there for over twenty-five years. Okay. He goes, "It's it's not everything makes money, but they're make they're doing well, and the th- their, the key is that they're constantly rotating everything that they offer there. Gotcha. So your cushy socks yep. or your gym socks, in this case, may be replaced <laughs> with. I don't know, soft and, soft and furry sweatshirts yeah. next week. Well, I know. hope so. You know, it's just only, weird.
0: I can only, enough of the Costco advertisement. Yeah, advertising. enough of the Costco advertisement. <laughs> advertisement
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no. uh, yeah, so Woodford no. Reserve, check it out. It's really good. I, I personally um, don't gravitate to Woodford Reserve. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, they're more. It's always
0: good for the airlines. It's always on there. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those, uh, yeah, it's a brand that, you know, I've had, I think, my fair share of. I think it was my true... First bourbon experience was a lipstick research. Yeah. Um, unknowingly. Yeah, you know, right. Unknowingly.
0: No, it's funny how you, uh, once you're inside of this industry, you quickly um, know the difference between the rise and the bourbons and all the other different whiskeys. And before that, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I had some whiskey or I had some bourbon. I'm not really sure what the difference is of it all. Um, yeah, I drink Jack Downs. I'm a bourbon fan. You're like, uh, well, <laughs> are you? Um, but no, I understand that's, that's part of like kind of the growing experience. And the growing pains, if you will, with uh, whiskey. It's just all about exp- uh, tasting it and then reading up a little bit on that. And yep. the thing is kind of how everyone in this industry basically starts, unless you have like a deep, rich background of a legacy background when it comes to it. But most, the best way to do it is just to taste it, read about it, do yeah. your research, keep talking mm-hmm. to people and figure it all out. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll keep, Yeah, just keep having it. Drink more bourbon.
0: Drink more bourbon. We should make a t-shirt that says that.
1: Actually, uh... I'm sure someone has that, Someone t- has that already. I feel like
0: Treaty Oak has a t-shirt like that.
1: Oh, actually, it's Bourbon a YouTube channel on okay. YouTube. Uh, Chad and Sarah are the co-hosts of it, who recently just got engaged. Shout out to Chad and Sarah. Congratulations. Um, they uh, hashtag the uh, drink more bourbon.
0: Gotcha. We need to get a hashtag for our website. Yeah. Our podcast. Oh, what would that be? I don't know, like... Two dope idiots. Two boys and booze? Two boys and booze <laughs> that hang out in a brewery illegally and record a podcast. Bad and boozy boys? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no, but one thing we wanted to get to this week was kind yeah. of recapping um, Whiskey Week in Chicago, which actually took place, um, as you're listening, of the week of Monday, which is the 7th or 8th, uh, the 8th. Yeah. It, was about, uh, it ended about a week ago before that, but... We were uh, kind of all over the place. We hinted on it a little bit last podcast with Jared, but kind of just a recap of like what we did, what we experienced, people we talked to, and maybe even the gains that we had there um, personally and also through our businesses oh, as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just as, it's an awesome experience. Um, if you can experience any bourbon or any uh, whiskey weeks in any city in America, please do it. Um, even festivals and things like that. This is kind of like a five-day week festival, if you will. A five-day of a whole entire week festival, about just committed to bourbon, committed to whiskey, committed to rye, committed to scotches, everything you can possibly think of, and community, and community, uh, which is a big part of it because. Right. You see reps for four or five days uh, w- talking with each other, interacting with each other, yeah. basically doing business together, if True. you will, with customers, consumers, press, um, everything like that in between, because yeah. um, you're basically going from one vent to the next to <laughs> seeing each other and hanging out. So it, it really does paint a picture of what this whole entire world is for maybe people looking on the inside, on the outside looking in where you might think well are you really going to talk to competitive competitors um, or other competing brands and brand managers and buyers and things like that it's like absolutely absolutely we have to that's the way we we're, we're always together it's kind of like if yeah. you were if you were playing, you know, in like in a professional sports league, and you played a team, you know, four or five times a year, you're going to have conversations with them because you're always going to see them. You're going to interact with them. For us, it's about we're always at the same events. We're at similar tastings. We're yeah. going to the same bars. We're going to the same retail shops to sell. And we're trying. We're trying to put. I shouldn't say we because I don't sell whiskey at the moment. Um, but uh, uh, we uh, <clears throat> we go. To the, we want our bottles on the shelves, obviously. But we also also we also know that there's a common space for everybody to be on that shelf together, and it's not just about one brand. When it comes to craft, in particular, it's a lot about community because what we've always been taught, I think, when we when we've come up in this craft whiskey scene, is that if one company succeeds, we all can succeed from that because craft is selling. Yes. What do you think?
1: I agree. I agree. It's it's um it's. It's just, it's a community, but it's also a support group. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great way of putting it. Um, yeah, I, I think we touched a little bit on it when um, Matt was with us the first time I'm around, and this week just allows you, yeah, yeah, to get your, you know, your line of spirits in front of thousands, literally thousands. Um, certain certain events are ticketed so maybe you'll And i some of those are very intimate so mm-hmm. you know you'll get it in front of a nice group of maybe up to 20 25 and then you've got the hundreds and then you've got a total overall thousands upon um thousands now what's really great about that is as i just said is that we support one another yeah. um and it's it just makes me happy it just reinvigorates me as you know a brand ambassador for a distillery that's you know way you know just a little bit south of us you know sometimes you feel lonely in the market and it's when these events happen that you just get invigorated because they're like, you know what? You're not the only one. You're not alone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so Definitely. that's yeah. why I call it a support group because, yeah. you know, if you're not a local, local like Uber local to Chicago, then you're, you know, but you're local regionally. Then yep. you know, you see other guys and gals who are just doing the same thing you are, and they're suffering the same way <laughs> you are. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm not the only one. You know, you hug each Definitely. other. It's no. a big hug fest in a sense. You know, and then you get the whiskey hugs because you try everyone, you know, one, an, one another's, you know, whiskey. And you give great, you know, open-hearted critiques. Uh, but it's very good. Um, yeah. But back to the, tr- the true point is it just really allows you to touch on all facets of the business.
0: I think the way it best epitomizes or was best um, pictured what, what you were just talking about was Wednesday night at Delilah's after a few different events going on throughout that day. We were upstairs at Delilah's for a tasting of the Four uh, Kings release. Oh,
1: yeah, Four Kings release. That was delicious.
0: And as we've gone over before, it's Journeyman, Few, Corsair, and Mississippi River. Mississippi River. And we were up there talking with folks from all brands, all all four of those brands, brands, and drinking with them. Oh. Um, talking a little bit about sales, talking a little bit about strategy, yeah. but most importantly, we were just talking about life in general and yeah. talking about what we enjoy, what we're kind of like going on in the future with our companies, yeah. and not in anything about a boasting way. It's more of to build in that community aspect, no. of which you were talking about, and sharing some high lives and yeah. you know, all that good stuff and <laughs> tasting some really good whiskey as well. Yeah. And that's where I think people might not know what's actually happening inside the whiskey world, or that even that brand, Ambassadors or salespeople mm-hmm. actually exist because true. when we we're inside, when you're inside of a bar, when you're inside of a retail store, you might notice somebody that's kind of dressed a little bit nicer, walking around with an iPad or something like that, and those are your reps that are selling your product. I mean, it could be from a distributor, it could be from the brand locally itself. True, very true. But after the at the end of the day, we all come together, we mm-hmm. hang out in a, in one of the best bars in the entire city when it comes to whiskey, yep. and we talk and we talk about whiskey, obviously, but it's kind of talking about life in general for yeah. the most part. And it's like, Hey, when you're in Iowa, come by, come by. Cause Damn. I drive through Iowa a lot. So everybody <laughs> from the Mississippi River is like, when you drive through Leclerc over the bridge, over the river, you come by and say stop hi. Stop by And like have friends. And the next day when you see them in another event, you go up and say hi and return to your conversation. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of corporate America, I don't think a lot of industries are built that way.
1: No, no, I agree with you. Um, it's again. It's just. It's almost like a naturally built-in yes
0: um, perk, if you will. Uh huh. One you know? hundred percent.
1: Yeah. It's because just, it's I mean, nice.
0: I know. Like I mean, I did event planning for a while, and I was a contractor working for a very large corporation, and sometimes that corporation would be like, would tell the would tell their employees not to interact with us contractors, but we are going, spending a week at a time in the same city, in the same hotel, in the same workspace together, yeah. it's impossible to avoid interaction. But some corporations don't want you to interact at all, if there's a lack of a better term for it. Where here, it's all like, no, talk to your pe- talk to the people you're involved with. You're going to stay next to them at an event, you're yeah. obviously going to talk to them. And why not talk to them? Because yeah. what we've gone back to a lot, I think, about brand representation is that when you walk into a retail, when you walk into a bar, that place is buying the individual as much as they're buying the brand. And peop, we're just people behind that brand. We're not yeah. not we're not just like a you know like a, a superhero wearing like a cape <laughs> and a uniform for it. We are just the people that at least sell mine that. doesn't show. You, You're not You're just all good. underneath you, you know, like Superman. Superman. And You yeah. can bust it out anytime you bust want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. even need it. You have a t- horse head in your backpack booths, all the time. About it. Just like it pops out as soon as it needs to. Mm-hmm. Just like the Godfather in the bed <laughs> with the horse head. <laughs> that was a real horse head, by the way. It was really. <laughs> real. It looks real, wasn't it? It was real, and the actor did not know it was real. Shut up. So when he opened the sheets and saw that, that was a l- visceral scream. Yeah.
1: No way. Yeah.
0: There's you're dropping knowledge for the week. Get leak. the fuck out! Are you yeah. serious? That's serious. Dead horse head. Serious. Dead
1: horse <laughs> Forget about it.
0: No, so it's it's uh, that's, that's pretty what, sad. Yeah, it's, it is pretty <laughs> pretty <laughs> creepy. sad, creepy as fuck. And the girl that Al Pacino marries in Italy,
1: yeah, she was like
0: 15 at the time. <gasps> yeah, so there was a nude scene or two. No. Yeah, she was like a 15 year old actress.
1: Godfather was a perv.
0: The Godfather was a perv. Hoo-ha! <laughs> whoops wrong movie um no but uh true stories about both of those though wow really still one of my favorite movies oh yeah one of the best
1: you know you know it's funny um i i I may be wrong you know me well um i've always modeled my business acumen after godfather movies (laughs) Or House. just the mafia?
0: Um, has it been killing people?
1: No, Gunning no, not to that extent. No, not not to that extent. Oh, beating Both them is,
0: up um, right in front of a fire hydrant as kids run around no, in the summertime.
1: I mean, uh, let me let me rephrase that. It's it's. I mean, I just. It's an old school manner. Yeah. Mano a mano business. The daily. handshake deal. The handshake deal. Yeah. We touched on that yes. earlier Go this week. It. Yeah, it's just these days. I'm a, I'm a very old school dude. I, mean, I do everything old school. I write everything down. Mm-hmm. I keep blogs. I keep tap. I mean, everything is handwritten. I've got pens, pen, all that. You know what, you know how to write. Yeah. So I am
0: mm-hmm.
1: not, thank you, I am not one that tr- completely trusts, I am one that does not completely trust technology. So <laughs> my phone is literally that, a phone. Um, I'll answer quick texts or emails if need be, but mm-hmm. I wait until... I properly have a you know place to sit and everything. Open it all up and start answering and typing away if necessary. Um, but I am, I think that puts me sets me apart from many brand representatives. With all due respect to them all, especially I especially Matt Brown, especially the sales kid, <laughs> um, sales boy. Oh, sorry, boy. That I, I pound pavement. Yeah. You know, I go and I I, I'll send an email after the fact. Mm-hmm. Not sending an email to get an introduction. I'm gonna to go to you, and if you're not the person, point who is, and I'll go to that person. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's just, it's just the old blue collar, old school Chicago way, and, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not adopted anywhere else or by anyone else. Um, I just, I I firmly believe that when you tell me you're gonna do something, yeah. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah. Um, you say you're gonna buy something, and you and you didn't buy enough. I'm yeah. gonna hold you to that. Or if you say you're gonna buy, you never buy, guess what? So when
0: Sunday said I'm a hard mine. I'm gonna kick your ass if so you touch my sister again, <laughs> he falls through. It's killed, but hey. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. It's spoiler alert. There you go. But <laughs> 50, no, seriously, 50 years later. It's
1: just one of those things like, you know, I, I truly believe that um, <clears throat> someone's word is still bond. Yeah. Someone's someone's handshake is stronger than oak. And you 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 as a person are as good as gold until yep. you you prove me differently by tarnishing. And how many
0: guys retail bar owners bar managers um buyers do you see still kind of uh, following that old school method no many not many do you lend yourself to working with those people absolutely okay.
1: absolutely and i think because it's a different way it's a different generation um and a lot of these bars are being gobbled up by larger restaurant groups Yep. Yeah. so you know There's money involved.
0: How does it affect your approach?
1: Um, Now you're not just pitching one, you're pitching five. Yeah. You find yourself pitching off five beverage directors or bar managers instead of the one. You know, just recently, I just, I just pitched an independent, you know, owner. um, And he left it on his new bar manager slash beverage director. And all he wanted to do, all he, all he needed for me was a face to go with a name and a firm handshake. That was his, and he's old school. He's been in Chicago for over 30, 40 years now, you know? And this is his last thing that he's opened up recently in Fulton Market. So I appreciated that. I think that account means more than anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Not than everything else that I've been able to accomplish um, this last year, but it just, it means a lot. that it's like, there's still yeah that method that's accepted and adapted to. Me, I just have to adapt with change, <laughs> you know? And it's not easy. No now, because sometimes you find yourself, you know, you go back to the same place four or five times. Oh, he's not here, or she's not here, or, you know, oh, they're in a the meeting. I was mm-hmm. like, well, well, I'll wait. Okay. okay, great. But if they do, it's like, they'll come over and say, hey, how you doing? And we, I mean, I get it. I, I, I know we're, we're positioned there, and, you know, you don't want to take up too much more time. Yeah. But I just want the let to know, hey, I came to you first face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up with an email, and I tell them that to their face. Hey, I'm sorry we can't meet today. I am going to shoot you an email. And then I'll call you next Wednesday. And <laughs> either they call me, or I get a text from them, or I'll see them next Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It's not a scare tactic. No. It's just letting them know. I firmly believe that we can do good business together. We should just invite them on the podcast. Or we can just do. Because everybody wants a platform to talk
0: about yeah. themselves, which yeah. we are slowly learning about. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it's it's very interesting to always kind of hear your perspective and hear others perspectives along with Matt yeah. about the approach that you take because everybody has a different method
1: absolutely and that's what you know that's what whiskey week I've, I learned a lot actually I <coughs> reflected on my own way yeah and who I am what how am I presenting myself how am I you
0: know? so when we go through weeks like this yeah. and other weeks are kind of like two throughout the year we usually have about one week a quarter, I would probably say, that it's similar to a, if a way, or at least a big festival that's built around whiskey in general, where you're seeing a lot of the same people in um, yeah. back-to-back days. Do you take certain notes? Do you take certain methods um, to approaching a new style?
1: No, no. I just make note of it okay. and and understand why. Yeah. And if I can naturally, organically, or whatever the proper term is, yeah. Um, if I can, if it if it work if it works well with who I am. And what I'm trying to do, my ultimate, you know, goal, then great. But I'm not gonna take someone else's style and make it my own. You know, I'm not gonna bite. In other words, old-school talk. I'm not gonna bite (laughs) someone's style and be, you know be a fucking bum and, and put it across as my own.
0: Yeah, so every, no. everybody out there, basically how you can alleviate all this stress for Wilson, and all buyers, is that you just <laughs> request their whiskey at the bar. But this is kind of the insight, um, a little bit inside baseball, about how those bottles get on the shelves in both retail and also at your neighborhood uh, pubs and all those other places where yeah. you sell sell whiskey and drink a little cocktails and yeah. things like that. Which tough, is, man. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's interesting though too to always hear about the perspective because you might go to a bar, three different bars on the same street, and they have a whole different lineup of Absolutely. whiskeys. And a lot of it has to do with that relationships. Yeah. And <clears throat> not to say that like the big guys aren't friends with the little guy sells people because they aren't. I mean, mm-hmm. I talked with multiple people from multiple distilleries from Scotland um, who are over here have. Kind of, starting brands into not starting brands, but starting more of their network into Chicago with their brand. And, you know, and also from local brands, craft brands from all the United States, which is also fun to talk to because that's
1: a lot of fun to talk to because
0: I would say the majority of people that work for craft distilleries really have a Deep, deep passion. Not saying that the big guys don't, because I know plenty of people a lot that of great do. great
1: people out there that are, represent the larger brands. Like yeah, absolutely. Folks.
0: I mean, like some of the most knowledgeable people that you talk to is you go to the old school That's Scotch distillers. Like That's Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you want to get to that level. Yeah, and exactly. That's kind of what we I think we're reaching here in America about most people that are. We saw this week have that passion, have that. Vigor and have that knowledge about whiskey, not just American craft, but yeah. um, kind of an overall palette of the entire uh, industry. Yeah. So it's always cool to see that. It's very cool to see. Yeah, it. and it, it, it have it. those conversations. But yeah. was there any um, event in particular that stood out for you
1: of Whiskey Week? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we had some fun at Fountainhead a couple times. We had we were at Benny's, I think I feel like every other hour. <laughs> every hour <yeah>. um,
1: <laughs> you know, but, I always I always enjoy the more intimate. Um, okay. And I would then I'll, I'll go with Delilah, um, for the after parties. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie John. Eddie. We Eddie got Russell to meet Ross, Eddie,
0: Eddie Russell. John. Um, Eddie
1: hey, Johnson, not the basketball player. Not <laughs> um, but aside from obviously our, our visits to Delilah, I really enjoyed Untitled's event.
0: Um, oh cool yeah. The American yeah, you guys whiskey about that. fair yeah definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, it's that intimate setting that I mentioned. And I what I love about Chicago Whiskey Week. Is that each night. Is a trend, you know. It just primes you up for the last two days yeah. of the week where it really gets hot, hot, hot and heavy. You know, yeah. you got a lot more brands and a bigger space. And Definitely, same amount of time, two to three hours. Um, but Untitleds event, uh, shout out to Josh, the beverage director there. He's a great guy. Um, he is, he's one of the more fair dudes out there in the industry. Where he talks to everyone, tastes cool. everything, um, and if he if he says I like it. You know, he means it, you know, yep. if he says, hey, it's a little too young or it's a little too hokey for what we're trying to do here, blah, blah, blah. But he's a great guy. He put on a great show. He made it intimate. He limited it to, I want to say, 20, 20 or 20, Oh, is that small? 20, yeah. 20, I think, brands. I know that's small. And and what was great is that we're equal. Yeah. You know. You Except know, for Matt had two tables. T- yeah. Matt had two tables to himself. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. You know, fucking sales boy, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, but it was it's it's the intimate settings of that nature that allows you to get into more yeah um, you know deeper conversations. One percent. Yeah, and then um, you get to know one another a little bit more mm-hmm. or a little better because uh, there are new reps all the time. There's new you know uh, brands that come to the market every week, um, and they're out there fighting for life and <laughs> you know, yep. fighting for shelf life. Um, not for their own lives. <laughs> you know. It's war out there. Yeah, but no, it's you know, it's, it's but really you're cool.
0: definitely yeah, fighting for space.
1: Yeah, you're you're fighting for space, you know. Um, you go into a liquor store. You go Untitled has a remarkable, you know, set um the, their setup is, is, is very, very very beautiful. The way it's set yep. up it's like library style. And then then you've got you know, Delilah's, and then you've got Long Men and Eagles, mm. you know, then you got Twisted Spoke, you know, they all present it differently but they all have it's it's almost the same niche but they have a different way yeah
0: they presenting
1: it that it's a different experience and yeah. that's what I really dig about
0: yeah we were going to be out there kind of always tasting and doing new things and but like one thing kind of just transition without that great of a Segue I guess was we've never really talked about why we started this podcast or yeah. um, we're ten <laughs> episodes in now or yeah. where the name comes from yeah. or what the whole Same. website is about that supports this podcast as well. Why are we well, here? Yeah, it's uh, it was interesting <laughs> over the last couple of weeks to get those questions, which are great questions, and it's also it also shows that people are listening, um, which is. Yeah. We didn't think that was going to happen at all, so no, um, true. It's, it's very nice to hear that when you go up to somebody and be like, oh, yeah, you're and like, I'm hey, I'm Jake, and here's my car. We're like, oh, this is your podcast, and like, you're the one with Wilson? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 so it's, it's it's really cool to hear that and get that support, but um, I guess for me, it all started, I mean, really as a child, like we talked about a couple of times, is that fishing on those ponds at Jim Beam um, with my grandpa and sharing that experience is where it all began. Not necessarily that when I was six years old, fishing the same bluegill out of the same pond every time and catching it repeatedly, uh, that I was like, I'm going to be in whiskey and that's going to be my career path because that was not a thought whatsoever. I was always charmed by it and always loved that and always loved seeing the memorabilia that my grandfather had in his um, basement and all throughout his house but for me whiskey kind of came through just your typical brands of Jameson and Jack Daniels drinking it at a very young legal age of course (laughs) Um, and just kind of developing it from there but uh, our true start for um, the both of us was at Koval entering through the craft route and for me was it it took a few years to really Understand where the heritage, where the history for myself began and how it translated back to those days at the pond. And when I left Koval, I was in search for just something different. And I took a job with Cooper Spirits, which was representing Slow and Low, um, which is a rock and rye whiskey, which still is awesome and delicious. It's a different, unique vibe when it's it comes to whis- right. from whiskey. Basically, it's an old-fashioned in a bottle. But what I did was, I was driving their mobile whiskey lounge, which was a 1978 uh, G20 converted <laughs> van that had a whiskey lounge in the back. Wilson was a proprietor a little bit here and there, maybe. I love it. Yeah, yeah, The definitely. thing was fucking dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, or I should say, Prevere. It's what
1: we call in Puerto Rico. I'm just going to leave it at yeah,
0: that. Yeah, Wilson's not Mexican. He's Puerto Rican. I just mess with him about it. I don't know why. The wall, you know. I got I got blue eyes and I'm a white uh, male here Northern in America. Italian yeah, kid. you know what? Yeah. in Chicago, the, who
1: grew up in Iowa. Yeah. That's, fishing in ponds behind Jim Beam's distillery. Go figure.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. The American dream. The American dream. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like, yeah, we. I took that job as an exciting trip to be able to go around and photograph people and... Um, be kind of like a little bit of a brand ambassador, if you will, for the company, representing it and just driving the van from event to event across the Midwest. And it was a cool experience. It was a really great trip. It was about three months or so throughout the summer last year. And it was a great time. And yeah, then it cool. I had some downtime and was kind of contemplating through what, what, I, what I was going to do uh, next. And I was just doing freelance photography for the most part, and kind of started working with some breweries here locally as well, helping them out when it came to multiple different uh, jobs. But I also wanted to share my story, and that story that I wanted to share has been a long process. It was started back in college when I was a journalism major, and I was talking to one of my high school English teachers, and I was like, I don't know if I really like journalism. And she's like, Why is that? And I'm like, I don't want to tell other people's stories necessarily. I want to tell my story. And so then she's like, you know what? I was the same way. I and mean, that's why I became an English major over a journalism major in college. But when you're 22 and 21 and you're working your way through your 20s and you think that everything is so <laughs> important, you think you're a very smart individual, um, you start writing and you realize you have no story to tell. And I had a mentor who was a painter and a coworker, and he was always like, you need to write. You're a good writer. And I was like... I sit here with a blank page and don't know what to write. I have no story to tell. But as I was working my way through the whiskey industry, I started kind of in the beer path when it came to spirits and alcohol. I found a voice. I found a story that I wanted to tell and developed over time of having conversations with people through all throughout the industry, having conversations with the local distilling team at Coval, having conversations with Wilson too about What I think even those conversations brings out a lot more. Not that I was ever trying to find a voice necessarily through those conversations, but you start talking and people start asking you questions because you've been in the industry a little bit longer. And you realize you have some insight, you have a little bit of knowledge, and then you start finding the threads that connects it all. And that's what kind of Keen Lake became. It was about the story of myself the stories that I found fascinating through the whiskey industry as well, and telling those stories, if it was through photograph, if it was through words, whatever it may be, kind of transitioning into a little bit of video too now. I just wanted to do that. And I've always been fascinated since I entered this this industry, it's about reading others, reading books, reading blogs, reading websites. And the more books I read, I started finding that Everything has a connection, basically starting at Prohibition, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously it goes a lot further back than that, because the course of whiskey and the course of American history run parallel together. All 400 years of it, um, before the Constitution was ever signed, whiskey was here. And whiskey is the reason, a lot of reasons why people expanded west, expanded south, um, started using grains as cash, um, as cash crops, um, started using whiskey as as uh, basically as currency, yeah. if you will, and expanded laws and expanded traditions, too. Then
1: it became medicinal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Medicinal, if you will, air quotes. Um, but one of the greatest passages that I found in the books I've read so far through all this is from the Old time Saloon. And this is kind of where we got the name, where I got the name Key in the Lake. Um, this is the passage that came from by the author George Ade who was a local writer here in Chicago, who kind of was... If you will, a um, kind of a societal writer, if you um, of of the times pre-prohibition and also drink prohibition a little bit afterwards, but one of his passages was one of the most familiar statements in playful circulation was to the effect that when a dr- when a drink parlor was open anywhere in the loop Chicago loop, the proprietor went over and threw the key into the lake. The more famous hangouts had not been closed for a single minute for years and years. And that's kind of my tip of the cap to Chicago, to drinking, to whiskey, is that there is these very dingy bars spread through all throughout the city. Drinking was overwhelming. Drunkards were overwhelming. The floors became cots.
1: <laughs>
0: the old saloon was a place for men to go and to hide from their lives uh, or, wives. or wives too <laughs> and children and it was a phenomenon that was probably not necessarily the best thing for the country but when <clears throat> in 1920 we lost our liberties as a nation when it was taken away from us that choice It has had a lot of effect that we still see throughout the whiskey industry today. A lot of those laws that we have in the whiskey world relate back to prohibition, relate back to the dries, if you will, and their influence over American policy, which I just think is wrong because you lose your choice as an individual when it comes to the government stepping in and saying you can't have your legal drink and the outcome of that was the mafia the outcome of that was organized crime and racketeering and a lot of good a lot of whiskey being spread throughout the united <laughs> states too and a lot of whiskey a lot of good whiskey being destroyed from that And what I wanted to do with this website and then what turned into a podcast one day after I just text Wilson, like, hey, I have a microphone. We're going to record a podcast next Friday. And we did, and we've been doing it since um, for a couple months here, was that I wanted to honor the tradition of this industry, honor the people that came before it, but also with a very keen eye on what's to come, the people that are affecting the industry currently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Wilson is kind of on the same page with me of that. I'm... Actually, I know he is, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, I also I think I also wanted to hear Wilson's thoughts. We've never really talked about what this what this podcast yeah. means to him. I mean, I'm the only writer, the only photographer. It's it's in a way a personal website. I hate yeah. calling it a blog because I actually try to do cover it through news. Yeah, you just try to do other things, but yeah, what a
1: truly a blog really does. Um, I mean, for me, and I've shared this with you when you said, "Hey, we're gonna do a podcast." I'm like, "All right," <laughs> and that was just me being a friend. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? My friend has a vision. My friend has, you know, he asked me to do something for him or alongside with him, and we've got a really great relationship. My friendship is really strong. One of the strongest between, um, that I have, I have my group of dudes that I've had friends since, you know, back in the day, you know, and Jake fits right into that. So, I mean, you, you know, you got your kids, you know, you got your kids back. Um, so that's, that's basically how I fell into it. But, you know, more and more as we do these, I really start reflecting, and I'm big on reflection. You know, I go to church on Wednesdays at noon. You know, not a full mass, sorry, <laughs> but I go. You know, I pay my respects. So I, I, you know, I'm just respects in a sense where I appreciate every single day, every single moment. Um, and I start reflecting on it, it's like, you know, we've we've had some amazing conversations, mm-hmm. and these conversations have been so organic um, that it just. You can't help but want more. You can't help but want to talk about more, learn more, uh, and share more than anything. Um, But as far as whiskey is concerned, mine's a very short-lived life is whiskey. I'm a beer drinker, naturally.
0: A Miller Light beer drinker. Yeah, I'm a Miller
1: Light drinker. (laughs) Literally, that's it. Every once in a while during, you know, Cubs home opener, you know, I'll hit, you know, I'll have maybe two, three, you know old styles and i'm done <laughs> you know i mean that's that's as dirty as i get but you know two or three yeah he's like six to eight yeah well you know, oh forget about it no. um but yeah you know it's one of those things where i actually started reflecting i was like no i really love this shit yeah <laughs>
0: you know it's definitely one of those industries not to interrupt but yeah. uh you either love it and you stay with it or you last like a couple of months you're like i don't really want to be here
1: yeah You're absolutely right.
0: It's, it's, I mean, we've seen so many people from multiple companies we work for. That's a nice pop. um, That you just, it it, it seems overwhelming. I think the history of it, a lot of it. And then when you go break it down just to the individual company that you work for, wait, what's a bourbon? What's a rye? What is this, what is this four grain mix? What is this weird mash bill? Wait, what is a mash bill? Like, a lot of that process is very overwhelming to learn and be able to talk to people. Um, in public or even in an office setting when you might have a visitor and really explain it to them because they might be a little more educated than you Mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult it's intimidating
1: yeah and you know and it's funny because when I really I mean when I started reflecting my first experience with whiskey was Johnny Walker Black okay because it tasted good yeah. and with a ginger ale. Yes. And I can attribute and I give credit to that to Gibson's downtown, downtown. Nice. You know, that's one of my, that's my favorite, most favorite place here in the city to eat when it's, you know, I got a couple, two, three extra quarters in my pocket, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I realized, I'm like, there's other things than beer. Um, yeah. And again, there's other things other than Miller Lite. In other words, in my case. I mean, I drink craft beer only with my sister. Shout out to Lydia, I love you. Um, <laughs> she's a big craft fan so we'll do flights together when we get together so i learned about that and then of course learned a lot more becoming friends with kevin yeah, here at the guy shout out to Bees. yeah you know still don't know we do a podcast still don't know that we're upstairs and he's literally maybe what 120 I feet think away left, payroll, i think he yeah, so just left he's doing payroll yeah payroll's a big day yeah it's a big day um but yeah then i started at the time i was in tech mm. so i was like I'm tired of what I'm... I'm not, not tired of what I'm doing. I'm just not having any fun. Yeah. And I'm babysitting a lot of, you know, uh, fresh college kids and all they're coming into, you know, the, the tech world and or just their first, you know, gigs out of college. So I, I literally took a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I was not positioned. I'm not a college <laughs> professor or anything, but I, I literally took six months off of work. Yeah. Um, I did well enough with my coin that it allowed me to do that. I didn't go out and travel the world. I didn't go out and do anything. I took a couple, you know... I, I would take a couple trips a, a week to the bookstore. Uh, read on books that I've been wanting, I've been interested in. On. I'd walk to the lake every morning. Mm-hmm. I'd watch every single sun sun you know sunrise, and for six months, and I watched every single sunset. And then I f- saw myself sipping on sunsets. Mm. I was either drinking a beer. And then. Or a tea or something, like a nice tea or something. And then I'm like, I need to change. There's something else that's missing. What is missing? And then I was talking to my sister. I was like, I don't, I don't know what direction I need to go. I don't know. I'm, I feel lost. Um, I don't feel accomplished. Um, she goes, like, well, look at something else to sell. That was the thing. I didn't want to sell. You not want to sell it, yeah. I didn't want to sell yeah, it. You wanted to believe in something. I wanted to believe in something. Now, mind you. I represented amazing global, you know, companies with amazing product only because I believed in that and yep. I had, you know, personal experience with it. So well enough for yeah, I can speak naturally about it to you. Um, <clears throat> but it got to the point where it was became selling, and I did not enjoy that. So that's what the six months sabbatical did for me. I was able to really hone in on what I wanted to do, and I found myself, you know, what I want to, I want to get into spirits. Yeah. Fort I again, I don't know how this happened. I went into the you know, the one ads because <laughs> I'm sorry, I know it's called something else now, but that's what it is to it's me. It's called Craigslist. <laughs> and you know, I found the opportunity at Koval applied yeah. for it, and was able to land that, start working hard at it. It was really something I was like, this is what this is how you pay your bones, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then it, especially then, especially then because no, that was, was right it, where right where this boom started, yeah, the it also, yeah, it was already in in process, oh yeah, but no. it was a little bit more in the infancy stages, maybe yeah. kind of as yeah. far as if I may, I don't know I may be wrong no you're, no you're
0: hundred percent right. It okay. was I mean I, I really think when you came on that summer. Was when you would see all of these lists of craft bourbons, craft ryes, or like best bourbons outside of Kentucky.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, was definitely, a lot of those were starting to be published, so you're 100% right in that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, I, and then I started studying, I started drinking more of it. <laughs> um, and then, then I met Jake, of, of course, in the office, and I just followed his lead, <laughs> you know, and it was just, because he, he did exactly what I would do normally in my previous line, you know, of industry. Where he would go out in the, in the in the distillery. He would talk to the guys. I'm like, shit, you can do that. <laughs> I was like, I the know, dude's, the dude's him, always but. fucking back here. I'm like, I'm going to hang out back here. And you know what? That's exactly where you should. That's where it really started. Yeah. Well, you I don't mean, learn shit sitting on your ass in front of a TV. Te- you know, yeah, computer. and I
0: know we've mentioned that before where you know, like we had that luxury. Of yeah, we had that, that luxury that allowed us yeah. to go out there. Hey, I
1: need a quick bottle to take to, to this mm-hmm. tasting. But you find yourself stopping over by to see the distillers and say hi, the bottlers, the labelers, the packagers, you know, and just and then you have lunch together, which yeah. I thought was phenomenal. Oh yeah, definitely. That was an amazing perk that you actually got to sit and break bread with one another, and they become your brothers and yeah. your sisters, you know. It's and it was awesome. So I knew I wanted more of that, and I and it got to a point where I knew ultimately that I wanted something bigger. Mm. Um, all respect to Kawal, I just felt that where I was at that point, what I was able to accomplish, yeah. um, with help of course, um, Jake included, um, I knew that there was something bigger for me, mm. and it just took some time. I didn't rush it. You can't rush anything. I know no. it's hard to say, but for me, I'm a very patient person, so I just let shit fall into place, <laughs> and then when it happened, it happened, and here we are today. Yeah, you know. But now. Now I'm doing this. I'm having maybe the same rate of success, and you know, not in a sense of the business side of it, but the actual fulfillment fulfillment personally. I guess. So when I at the beginning of this podcast, as I mentioned, we've really reached some heights. He and I, Jake and I, we really we just we've come to I I I, I get goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it and talking to you guys about it because. We are on our way.
0: Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we are on our way, man. I'm telling you. I don't there's, know.
1: there's something. And I feel it, man. I feel it. And I'm, we talk about it. Just but, you know, I mean, we know, sh- We, we yeah. bullshit.
0: We do yeah. with one
1: another. But there's something, man. I
0: mean, but there's, something. there's something. There's nothing about this podcast we're trying to do, like. I'm not trying I'm to getting be, teary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm they
1: a don't bitch. Have
0: to do that. But do we, <laughs> we, we have, we, there's nothing about this like, hey, I want to like, make my life based around this. It was something we just wanted to have no, a conversation. No, it no. Was, it was just... like, we're not trying to make money from it. If that yeah. was something that would happen in the future, it's totally, okay, well, listen. Um, always, <laughs> always looking for sponsors. Um, but uh, no. But
1: the it, intent was yeah, to share,
0: share. Tell us the, just to keep the storytelling yeah. because the whole whiskey industry – is based off of storytelling and based off the of folklore which has created the brandy, the marketing behind yeah. it over the last few hundred years right. And we just wanted to keep telling those stories. The very first thing I ever wrote for the website was based around that. It was based around my time accumulated time of fishing at those ponds. I don't know how many times it actually was as a kid. I was really young. I remember being Wait, out there. I remember my you. grandpa sneaking underneath the <clears> fence <throat> one time because he tried his <laughs> his key card or something. Um the security guard stopping and be like, Bernie, what are you doing? And it was like five thirty in the morning at dusk. Um, but yeah, it was and it was those lessons learned and those yeah. those things taught where it might not be. It might be many times, my main experiences, but you can bring that all into one because you can't share every detail, no. every aspect of the story. So no. when you really look back to these brands, we are like, hey, we have a heritage brand. We have a heritage recipe that we want to follow. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of trial and error. There's definitely a lot of trial and error to make those, make those whiskeys taste the way they do today but you just can't tell about every single day-to-day episode. Yeah. So you break it down into one story. You you combine it into one story. Yeah. And that's tough. It is tough. It is. That's even maybe more tough than telling you just the boring yeah. day-to-day is to actually create a revealing story but also a passionate story yeah. about where your brand comes from, where your yeah. family comes from. And... That's what we wanted to do. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, is sharing our stories. And, you know, obviously today it's just us two. But most of the time we have somebody else here talking about that, talking about maybe the day-to-day impact of the industry, but also talking about how how their brand, how their family thrives, or not thrives, but that lives off of what they do, is selling whiskey and telling their story and living through their passions. And and that's what the owners of your company seem to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, hopefully if
1: very proud. It's a very proud family. It's a Hispanic family. I mean, first-generation Mexican-Americans. There you go. You know, and their four siblings who just, they were all in different career paths. Mm -hmm. And then eight years ago, ten years ago, because it took them a couple years to get their plan together, of course, but before they actually established the distillery, they were all in different, on different career paths. Yep. You know, the master distiller was a, one of the head brewers for Boulevard Brewing Company out of KC. Um, my direct boss, Damien, he was in f- the food industry. Mm. Like, I want to say, I, I may be, I may be wrong, but I think he was like for like Tyson Foods or okay. U.S. Foods or something, but in the KC metro area. Um, their third brother, Eric, was a Cook County prosecutor. <laughs> I mean, he was—he's a lawyer here, you know. But then he, since then, he has, you know, left law. Now he become now he's general counsel slash, you know, general manager for the distillery. And then they have their their sister Mary, you know, Mary's, you know, she handles pretty much everything. You know, she's the event space coordinator, the event mm-hmm. space director, so on and so forth. I mean, so it's it's a family of four that they missed one another. Yeah. <laughs> That's and they wanted to do something all American. Yeah. So they just say, hey, let's make whiskey. You know? No, that's
0: definitely a bonding it's, experience. It's, it's a bonding
1: experience.
0: Yeah, unlike know? any other, to make whiskey. Yeah. The, de- the day-to-day details that go into producing a spirit that's yeah. good, it's incredible. It's—it's
1: it's a. I mean, it is probably the only thing you will ever have put into your body that will touch your lips, <laughs> that you'll touch the senses. It is the only thing that truly affects all five senses. Yeah. On a very, the most natural, organic way. Definitely. Think I, about it. Yeah. Hot dogs smell good at the ballpark. <laughs> what the fuck a hot dog is made out of?
0: Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Well, everything from the rooter to the to You
1: know, it's just like it's a bunch of everything grounded up together. Who's to say? Okay. You know, but I'm just saying. You know, it's the most natural thing. Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, when you hear really enjoy? you hear like these um, these sayings for companies like grain to bottle, grain to this, whatever. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like farm to flask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <there laughs> that's my go. personal favorite. I like that one. <laughs> Uh, who has that? I can't remember. No one. No one does. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I was I talking like to some... Joe Henry.
1: Okay. I'm like, dude, Farm Flask. Yeah. For them, very impersonational. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he heard me. He's he's fucking seven foot tall. So you know, That's I'm five true. foot seven he's pushing. He's a, a tall, handsome he's man. A, yeah. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Joe Henry. Oh, Not wow. just joking, Joey. That's just chucking, Joe. brother. We were just, just talking about him
0: wrong. on the podcast too. Yeah. No. Um, just joking with the joke. But, Uh Yeah. No. It's 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 real. Those are those slogans are real. A lot of them are out outplayed, and everyone tries to one up each other. As like the first to do this, the family under that, yeah. the grain and the ball. but it, the thing about it all is it's true. I mean, those things are, are very representational of what those distilleries are doing, and it's really cool to help. It's it's cool once you understand it. Yeah. When you see it, it's, okay. it's a play on words. It's cute. It looks yeah. good. It sounds good, but the honesty of it, the integrity of it is there. I mean, yeah, we had I companies agree. that we've represented that say that, and it's very honest, and that yeah. was one of the selling points that Drew us to those companies and wanted to tell the product because we know the individuals that make it. When you have like your good friends out there making it on a day-to-day basis, you see you want to sell it more. You you want to sell it. You want to sell for yourself. You want to sell it for those people. You
1: do. You absolutely do. And that's and that's that's what really drives me. Again, you know, with that whole sabbatical, I was just like, it was never about me. It's never. It never will Mm -hmm. be. It never has been. Everything that I've done in my life as far as work. Yeah. Um, but this what I do this is about the, that, that first drop that comes off of that, that, that still, that mm-hmm. first drop of distillate and everything that comes before it. And then how I approach my current you know, position is not anything that's in a job description. Yeah, It's just me naturally enjoying the process mm-hmm. to get you to, it's not to get you to, but for you to say, you know what? I dig it. I like this stuff. I
0: think the easiest I'll way to break it. down what you do is that you get to go to places that you would love to be at if you weren't going there for work, mm-hmm. talking to individuals about what you enjoy, yeah. what you are really passionate about. And not everyone can say that about their jobs. No. And that's so cool. No. And to get back to kind of like... yeah, for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it sucks because you see people that are yeah. kind of like miserable throughout their jobs. And for us, it's like, hey, it's whiskey. It's fun. And yeah. get granted, there are those administrative days, those, those, biz- those at-your-laptop <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Don't get us wrong. Not every day is all about, like, going to bars and hanging out and no. drinking. Cool, yeah, hanging out, hanging out cool five, distillers. Yeah, five, yeah. six
1: hours worth of of uh, <laughs> yeah. admin work on your laptop. And your laptop <laughs> yeah. goes to shit. And Definitely. then you start swearing at it. And then you call IT. And IT's like, well, tell me what it says. And, yeah, You know? Ah, anyways. Yeah, yeah but just,
0: the, what we... What, but what you get to do is go out there and represent the people that make the product, the people that are, are the hard workers and the true souls of the I represent company.
1: the true spirit that goes into every yeah. single fucking model. And that's
0: an awesome segue into, yeah. a natural segue, actually, this time, into who we're having on next week. Oh, yeah. 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 And this is, I mean, we haven't, is re- we haven't really done this, talk about who we're having on in the future, but... Um, this is one of our favorite people in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, we worked with Phil over at Koval. He's one of the... I'm not sure what his position is right now, but he's one of the, I guess, lead distillers, I'd I say. I say one of the lead distillers. And obviously. he's been there for a few years now. And Phil also is um, one of the partners at Delilah's, which mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot, which is one of the best whiskey bars in the entire country. Yeah. But the cool thing about Phil, obviously, he works in whiskey in two different capacities, which is awesome. Two yeah. Two great places. But what... what I think Wilson and I love about Phil is that he does it for his family. Yes. Everything is about um, his partner and her her two little girls and doing everything for them. And that's what this whole industry is about. When you look at the big guys of Beam and Russell's, they still are all about family. Yeah, Everything about that. The family is still there on a daily basis. They all still live by each other. They still live on the original homes, the original yeah. land of their Overland. families. Mm-hmm. and
1: Everything's named after the yeah, family. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah, we're going to name everything Phil. Um, <laughs> but no, Phil... Fill her up. Phil, um, mm-hmm. Phil walked in the distillery a few years ago. You hadn't started yet, correct?
1: I was there when Phil started. Okay, you were there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and um, just one of those dudes were like, You have an awesome conversation about anything. Smart. Yeah, smart. Yeah, he has a science background. And he actually came in, I think, to be like the event planner or something like that job. Yeah,
1: he came in to uh, help with events, yeah, um, and coordinating tours. tours yeah. and, and I was like, yeah. and I remember
0: telling um, our boss, like, oh, you need to hire that guy because I knew him through Delilah's. <laughs> um, and I'm like, he's a really cool guy. And they're like, oh, and they went some went another direction, not knowing that they had promised him that they were going to have a distiller spot opening up yep. in a couple of weeks, and he took that instead. But it was awesome to have him on. And, He's one of those guys that could, care, that could share so much insight about the distilling world yeah. or distilling process, I should say. Yeah. And then also talk to you about, like, all these amazing amazing whiskeys from around the world because uh-huh. he works at the bar at Delilah's that has, like, the best whiskey collection you could ever possibly think yeah. of. So he'd go into, like, the Highlands of Scotchwood I know what he enjoys and go into other bourbons and other ryes and, like, the process and of the, what those whiskeys went into to create those yeah. individual labels. So Phil's going to be an awesome guest to have next week um, on the podcast we're both looking forward yeah, to having so. him on and trying to work it around great schedules of each other. He's just such a great dude. Yeah. Well, his personality will come out definitely about that. But yeah. He's just a genuine guy that loves what he does and loves mm-hmm. what he does for the people that he loves most. That's true. So, he, and he
1: always does it. He always says that. Yeah. I gotta do it for the fam, man. Yeah,
0: definitely. Do it, it for the fam. Yeah, so... I think that's what we'll leave you this week at uh, the Key in the Lake podcast. Um, you can check us out at Key in the Lake um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also check it out check out the website. Uh, putting a lot of stuff up there right now, kind of relating back to Whiskey Week and what's coming ahead at keyinthelake.com. Just posted a story about, a couple stories about The Uppers and Downers Cocktail Competition, um, which was presented by Good Beer Hunting at St. Louis Assembly. Um, Met some really great people there. Had some delicious Irish uh, coffee cocktails. So go ahead and check that out. Wilson is at 312 Made, part of Union Horse Distilling
1: Co. Um,
0: Awesome dude to follow there as well. Big shout-out to Beguile for letting us uh, secretly record a podcast here. They're at Beguile Brewing, and you can check them out on Facebook and also on Instagram, which is the greatest path to find them.
1: Also, if you're heading up to uh, Wrigley Field anytime Ooh, soon yeah. this year for this season, yeah. you can pick up a nice sixteen ounce can of Beguile Blonde and or a draft of Beguile Blonde within yeah. the friendly confines. So Big cool up that's them. a huge so thing cool, for Bagao. So cool for them. Very cool for Kevin and the and the We'll be the drinking career. them on Monday. will be early. yeah, we'll be we'll be downing a couple two three of those. Yeah, I'm down Definitely. with that.
0: Um yeah, other than that, guys, we love every support, every ear that you lend to this podcast. Yes, thank you. Once again, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Breaking glasses.
1: (laughs)